All right. So here we are. Lawyer talk off the record. Jeff is sitting down. Putting the old headphones on. We got the headphones. See, this is not your ordinary podcast. This is a professional podcast, one that requires headsets. Yeah. See, in radio, they call those headsets. I feel super cool because I was using, like, I guess, Walkman. Like, you, you hooked me up because now I got the things that wrap around my entire head. I feel like I'm on the radio. Yeah, I'm taking them back, though. I, was using, I, I get it. They're probably expensive, but I'm borrowing them. Uh, so now I really feel like a, a, you got a the podcaster. Sennheiser I, I don't know what the term is, though, because I, I, I saw another guy. Hopefully, he's going to be on the show. He's, he's Ohio verse. The world is his podcast. Alex Hasty, awesome guy, great podcast. If you want to tune into that, but we were talking the other day. I think he said you guys are potting. I think potting is the millennial, well, whatever the cool hip term is. Yeah, we cast here. We, we're casters. I like yeah, that better. We cast because I like to fit. I like, I like to fish. I like to I cast. I'm a caster. Yeah. yeah uh, so I guess we're I guess we're casting. What are we talking about? Today? Uh, here's what we're gonna do. We are going to do. This is another Friday. This is the Friday session, though. Do we do DUI? Do we do? We got a Friday going on. Right you know now. what? I've been sunny. I've been itching to do it. We're gonna tie it into Friday. We're gonna tie it into sunny. We're gonna tie it tie it into. DUI 360. DUI 360, yet another. And this is the series for all of those who are tuning in late in the DUI 360 ongoing, maybe perpetual saga that deals with all issues drunk driving. And those could be funny stories, as we've experienced. Those could be real legal issue type of things. Those could be what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what they will do to you, what they cannot do to you. Uh, how to get yourself in more trouble, how to get yourself in less trouble. What other hyperbole can I use here? Mm. Is that the right word? Well, that's why it's DUI 360. It's 360, right? right? It's a, it's a yeah. 360 revolving complete circle of all potential issues one might encounter with DUIs. All right. So what's the, what's the, we have, we have talked about the big question. Blow or not to blow. Right. Got that one in the, in the bag. But there's a better question. One that, People don't often ask one that people often should instead of the big question. They should ask the other question. Let me just let me see. If I, I think I know what it is. Let me drop I, some. I didn't know if I should let Would, you. Do so, you want me to guess it? No, 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 not yet. Okay. Well, it's not yet. Let's let's give it another analogy. So I, the, the the big question was about the French test. Yeah, we had the French test. Right. So you don't wouldn't go take the French face. test. Yeah, yeah. Particularly with the yeah, you wouldn't do it um, because you didn't study French. Would you go play a one-on-one game against Michael Jordan? I I would love to. For money? No. For your freedom? Well, I, actually, I'd probably play for... How about this? If you lose to Michael Jordan in one-on-one, you have to go to jail for three days. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah, you'd say no all day long. No way. Or let me see a better way to put it. That's as good as any. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to... You, you're not, you, what you're getting at is you're not going to endure such a task when you know the downside is monumental to your life. I don't want to go to jail for three days. Right. Why would I sign up to play one of the best basketball players of all time right. knowing I'm going to lose and I cannot win? And he's, and he's six, eight or six, nine or whatever. Whatever. He's quicker than lightning. I can am, make uh, everything. Um, I'm 200 pounds now. I'm 35 years old. I don't work out enough. It's like, why would I ever? Try to, even at Michael Jordan's age, try to play him one-on-one. And this is in a lot of ways, sort of like the French test. I mean, or, or maybe this is it. If you, if somebody asked you, 
Look at that dude. What do we got? <laughs> you got a little mullet coming through the parking lot. I don't know what that's almost a top knot. <laughs> anyway, we've got, uh, if somebody asked you to go, uh, here's what we're talking about. If you, if you're not real sure about your coordination. Yeah. You're not real oh, sure yeah. about your balance. You're not a, you're not, not real sure. Yeah. You're not a gym. You're not Mary Lou Redden. Yep. Um, you haven't walked a balance beam anytime recently. When's the last time you actually got on a balance beam yeah. and uh, took a stroll? Yep. Or gone out to your local train tracks and walked on walked the, a railroad tie. Walked on yeah. the railroad. I mean, when's the last yeah. time you did that? When's the last time you, just for kicks, no pun intended, <laughs> held one foot in the air? Yeah. When's the last time you did that? Yeah. When's the last time you started the alphabet? at P mm -hmm. and took her home. Yeah. And when's the last time you did all those things while drunk yeah. and while under the gun, under the gun, literally late at night, metaphorically. Yeah. And actually, and it sounds kind of easy now sitting there and talking about it. Like right now we could do 68 to 42, count it backwards, sir. You know, 68, 67. It would take 66. me a second it's to think. It, but even now, it's a little yeah. nerve-wracking. But if you're drinking, oof. Well, if you're drinking, let's say you're not drinking. I mean, if even sober, now, which is the dumbest thing you could possibly say, I couldn't do that sober. We get that all the time. Um, even sober, I don't know that I would be good under the gun like that. Some people are. Some people aren't. Yeah. Some people can. Some people sit on a block of ice and they can handle it. Some people, not so much. Yeah. Uh, and unlike the French test, there is no consequence. Right. There's no, you don't lose anything. There's no well, mandatory, no, well, mandatory no, there's no mandatory consequence yet. So let's yeah. just pose this. Let's just say this. I mean, everybody says I did to blow or not to blow. What did I do? So we're talking about even before, do you do the field sobriety test? F S T's we call it. F field if you're in a sobriety test yeah. in Ohio, if you're in a cool club, you do the FSTs or, or you, you call it FSTs. Or S F. Oh yes. Standardized field sobriety. Standardized test. field sobriety testing. Um, so what you're getting at, because we have another ultimate question. Do I do the field sobriety test or I do or not? Right. Yeah. Cause we just did blow or not to blow. So <laughs> they get me out of my car. They want me to do these as, as I think Eric coined this, not coined it, but used it in motions, acrobatic tests. These are, say, he completed, successfully completed the acrobatic tests. I, I would call them skill tests yeah. and juries. Yeah. He he did the skill tests. He did the acrobatic test. He did the athletic ability tests, the yeah. balance tests, the whatever it is. So, all right. So I guess we set the stage, right? We got, you've been drinking. So yeah, you've been drinking. So how yeah. many? So let's say I've had. Not that much. Had, not that much. Six. Well, I know, but it, let's. Function on six. Well, here's, beers. here's where I think in our world right now, you have six beers. Cause when you say six beers, we're living in a little different time period. Right, look, you're six, talking to me. I'm talking bush light. Yeah. Six beers to you is bush light. So let's say I do the, what a lot of people I think do. It's Friday night. It's a beautiful day. We got patios with, with booze being served. So let's say I walk right over here out of this office. I walk into the local, local pub there and I say, what do you got on tap there? I had a long talk about this. It's like, hey, you know what? I've got the, uh, Bell's too hearted. I got the, there you go. That's a great one. Bell's too hearted. I think Bell's too hearted is seven and a half, eight percent alcohol. So that's probably four. That's probably two beers or if you're two just of drinking. Mine. Well, yeah, and they're pouring you a pint. 
So we're not, they didn't hand it to me in a 12 ounce bottle. So we're probably easily at two beers for one of those. I would say more than two, right? Cause the maybe. bush light, the bush light's less than three, right? Or is it yeah. maybe it's three and change? 3.8 or something. But, for 12 ounces. Yeah. But I don't know about the volume. It's all yeah. by volume. So, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's all right. A, so I sucked down two or three beers. I feel fine. I've been talking. I'm chatting. I had a little food. I said, great week this week. High five. I'm going to go into my family and I get in my car. Uh, you suck down two of those. You feel it. I don't care. Oh. Who you, are. you know it. Well, I know, but let's but sit for an hour. It's not that much. Well, you don't notice it. It's not that much. That's what. All right. So say you do, yeah. say you don't. So now you're cruising home. It's seven o'clock. You should have been home at six o'clock. Wife is pissed off. Kids. Going to jump all over you. You're tired, been working all day. So you're going to hammer a little bit faster. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go. Yeah. All right, 315 says 60, 55 through a whole chunk of it. And everybody flies 75 on it. So I'm just going to go with the line, the flow of traffic and go 75. But lo and behold, it is not your lucky day. Yeah. Uh, you what you're probably thinking is I got to get home because I got my obligations, but. I got some beer in the fridge at home too, so I got to get I got to get home to that. Or you got to make up time because you got to stop on the way to pick up more beer. Yeah. Or you know what you're thinking is not what your speedometer is. You're thinking, hey, I got that I got that fridge in my garage. So what I'll do is I'll crack a beer when I'm coming through, and I'll just tell the wife I had to work late and I didn't even drink. This is this is the best. <laughs> this is. I had to throw that in. This you're is like, the yeah. one that, that educated me on that one. This is the best thing you can possibly do. This is. What you do. So anybody out there and we'll come back to fields. This is a life lesson. Anybody. Yeah. Right. Anybody out there ages X to Z. Yeah. Doesn't make, or A to Z. It doesn't make any difference. You, you know who you are. You've got a significant other. Could be a woman, could be a man. You could be a wife, a husband, significant other. Could be something I don't even know about. Could be your mom. Could be your mom. You got somebody at home who is not going to be happy that you've been drinking and driving or that you smell like a, like a, a, like you you smell like you're in the, you smell like you're in the fermenting vat of brewery and jumped in like in beer fest. And you can say, yeah, but on lawyer talk, they said alcohol has no smell, but we all know that you walk into some place after consuming alcohol all day long, you smell like a brewery. Yeah. All right. So you got that smell and you're trying to be cool. Just like you would be on the side of the road had you been pulled over. So you're trying to be cool, but you know because you're a pro that you smell like beer. And you're late. And you want to convince the other that it's just a meeting. Mm. I just had a meeting. Yeah. Just had late me- Obligation. Or a great one as a lawyer, conference call. Yeah. That works every – oh, sorry. I had a conference call. Yeah, this conference call. Nobody, out of- nobody ever asks who the conference yeah. calls with. Nobody ever <laughs> says, conference call. Oh, yeah. It must be important. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I had a conference yeah. call. Uh, so what you do, here's the trick. You keep a refrigerator in your garage, stock full of beer, because you want to make your other happy and say, listen, I am not going to mess up and fill up our main refrigerator with my beer because that's not fair to you. Yeah. And I don't drink it that much anyway, so let's just keep it in this old fridge in the garage. Yeah, let's get a beer fridge. Yeah. I mean, that's that way. You know, we can put our, our Powerades there, and we can put our waters there, and I'll yeah. just put some beer in there, too. Yeah, you mow in the grass. You need some little, perfect. little beverage. It's perfect. And that also, by the way, that way, when you are mowing the grass, you can have six and then throw them out in the grass bags. <laughs> I haven't done that, but <laughs> you see, I got see it. Where I'm got going it. here. All right. It's like, you're not recycling those. These are yeah. secrets. Yeah. Those are the secret yeah. <laughs> empties. Uh, but it also works for this other 
purpose. So on your way in, you, you pull in, you try to be as straight as you can getting in the garage. Do not hit the wall. Yeah. And if you have any question about it, hang the tennis ball or put the little thing on the floor, whatever it, whatever it takes. And on your way in, you just loop right by the fridge and grab a beer and crack it. Say, man, I've had a stressful day. I need this beer. And then you walk in with that beer in your hand and you're hiding in plain sight, man. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's, that's it. That's man, the trick. You smell like beer. I just started. I got one. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I just got, got this beer. All right. I took, just took a big gulp. It's been a long day. That conference call went a little long. The conference call lasted forever. Yeah. Man, I just wanted to be home with the kids. But now I am. I'm just going to sip this beer while I play in the garden with them. <laughs> yeah. Let's yep. get the slip and slide out. Yeah. Yep. Let's do it. Uh, cause it's sunny. So, so that's the, that, that, that's the life tip. I'm sure my wife will love hearing that little nugget. Uh, I don't have, a, I don't have a fridge in the garage anymore though, but this is um, like a long lost uncle right. Johnny tip. So let's go back to it. We don't make it home. You don't make it home. So now your question is you, you hit the accelerator a little bit too heavy on 315 thinking it's 55, but it really, or thinking it's 65 and you're going to push it to 71 or two, but it's really 55. So now you're changing the radio, you're, you're flipping tech, around, you're trying to take, I'm, I'm on my way. I'm on my way. OMW. I've been there. OMW yeah. baby on my way or, or you got, you know, you got whatever it is you got going on. And, uh, then you get the flashers and lo and behold, it's, uh, it's a city of Columbus police officer, maybe Barrett. Oof. Um, it's a nice enough guy. I like him. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. But he patrols three fifty. Well, he does his job. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes to the old window and you're thinking, all right, I had two bells hearted, maybe three, two, two old bells. I mean, you're going to, you're going to, this is like time crunching. Whenever you're late, you think I can be there by seven knowing full well, it takes 20 minutes to get there. It's already quarter till you ain't going to make it. Right? My wife gets so mad at me for that. She'll be like, where are you at right now? And I always like advance where I'm at. Yeah, it's called it's crunching. Like, yeah. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just taking crunching. our exit I'm just I right in a couple of minutes. And she's just like, you were definitely not just taking that exit. It's traffic. Yeah. A conference call. Yeah. So. Now you're thinking, all right, I was going to try to crunch those two bells hearted into, or three bells hearted into two when I talked to my wife or my husband. Can I get away with that with Columbus's finest? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You think you can. Yeah. So you say, no, I, yeah, I had a couple beers after work. Everybody says two. I had a couple beers after work. And he says, oh, that's interesting. Well, I got you going 72. Are you aware that this is a 55 mile an hour zone right around this hospital curve? And you're thinking, no, sir. Was not aware of that. Be happy to take the moving violation and the points on my license, but I'll never let me go. I'll never do it again. Yeah. I'll now I know tomorrow I'm going 55 the whole way. Yep. Have you been drinking? Well, I had two beers. How? Huh? Well, all right. Well, okay. Why don't you step out of the car? I mean, there's. I mean, you're. It, it's a done deal. So what I mean by done deal is you now have a significant feat in front of you if you hear. Have you been drinking tonight? As soon as because you, if they are yeah. saying that, it don't matter if you say no. They're getting you out of the car and making at least asking if you will comply and answer their questions. Let's translate. Unless you happen to be charmed, and, and you're apparently Jared Blinsky. <laughs> Jared Blinsky runs charmed. over bicycles and right. just unless you're charmed. If you hear, have you been drinking? And your name, you should. If that's what they say, translate. You're going to be arrested. Well, probably. Yeah, I mean, there, there are people that walk away. I get it. I had a guy in college, law school, that drank, and he probably drank too much. He got stopped, and he did the whole gamut, and they let him go. Right. All right. So, yeah, like it, I said, happens, unless you're charmed, but I would say eight yeah. out of ten times you hear that question. Maybe nine out of ten. 
Well, let me put it this way. If you're worried about that question, you're getting arrested. Right. You shouldn't be driving. All right. Now what do you do? So your heart has hit your throat. The adrenaline rush begins. Mm. And you can't control this adrenaline rush. I'm actually fighting this in, yeah. in, in the classical guitar performance. I'm scared to death of it. But That's the, right. you got a big performance coming up. I do. But the, the adrenaline starts to hit you, and you cannot control it. You can't just think yourself through it. You can think yourself through it in advance. You can prepare. You can do whatever you want. But once it starts, it's on. Right. And it's going. Well, it's like anything. It's like when we do trials, the first trial is hard. Second trial is hard. Third trial is hard. And it gets a little bit easier and a little bit easier, a little bit easier. It's just like you hit golf balls in front of people professionally. It gets a little easier. You can but practice you've it. you've never done this. And you've never done this. Never been in this unique situation unless you're a now, that has multiple offenses. Let's think of the things that you now have to do. You have to find your driver's license. Find your insurance card. Find your registration, all with your heart racing, the adrenaline mm-hmm. pumping, mm-hmm. and the cop looking at you, yep. knowing full well you had yep. three, not two, or maybe more. He doesn't even care. Now, keep in mind this song and dance here, they are specifically trained to examine you at this point. Once they smell the alcohol, you're what you're talking about. I'm going to take it one step further and use some buzzwords here. Divided attention. Divided and attention. Divided attention is going on now. So what they're going to do is all the things that Steve just named, they're going to say – Okay, can I see your license? Can I see your registration? And then the next thing comes out. Where are you headed to tonight? Where are you headed to? What that is is I'm looking at my wallet. Two here. concepts are going on now. So you have to get your license out. You have to so get I'm the paperwork. That, wait a yep. minute. Did you say what? What did you say? Yep. Where am I going? Yep, that's what they're training. Well, I'm just heading home. Yep. And then by now, you've forgotten all about you head, your registration. Yeah. Well, where are you heading to? And then you'll hear the cops go, "Hey, get, you got that license for me? You got that license that's for like, me?" Like, oh, 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 I thought we were talking about home. Yeah. That's oh, what it is. I that's what they're trained to do. Can I just go home? So, so whether you know it or not, you might think you're just having this conversation. You think you can charm your way out of it. The moment that alcohol is smell, is, 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 he smells that or she smells that. Guess what? He's going down a checklist. She's going down a checklist in her head saying, okay, now let's start. You Here, are, and it begins. you are under investigation at this yep. point. You yep. are under investigation. You're being watched and there ain't a damn thing you can do about it. That's yep. just it. Everything you do. Everything you do is being yep. watched and they're trained to look for certain things. So they, they're trained to look for the why are you're driving and they look for this whole litany of things. We're going to do a NHTSA manual DUI 360. Yeah. What's but, NHTSA mean? Uh, and, and, and National, and the National Institute Tra- of Traffic Safety yeah. or National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. So we're going to do a NHTSA manual thing because it was actually the federal government said, you know what? We're going to get rid of the, you know, the local yokel, uh, figure it out on your own field sobriety testing. Yeah. We're going to standardize it. Let's so, make them actually. Anyway, the point is the federal government has done some studies theoretically and they have determined that there are certain clues. There are certain things that you will do if you've been drinking more than you admit that you've been drinking that the police can actually look at and quantify and determine from there whether or not you're going to register a result yep. above a legal limit. And that process starts, as you said, when they, well, after the stop, it's already begun. So they look for the driving. Now, speeding, as it turns out, is not one of those. Yeah. So right now, well, I mean, certainly nothing. they could see when your vehicle's in motion and how you stop your car. They, the, the same divided attention is, is, is applied. You Driving bet. is a complex task. And when lights are behind you, you have to do all the same things you were doing. Plus you now have to identify that somebody's trying to pull me over and look for a place to be pulled over. So it's, yep. you know, you're doing two things, but I mean, the, the manual even says it. Uh, and this is the manual that we're talking about. This NHTSA manual that they're trained under y- your first real tip 
is going to be that initial contact. There are yeah. things they can see. If you're driving over the road, hitting the curb you're and swerving. smashing into things, you know, I had, I had a case one time where the, the cop basically just followed the debris because there's roots through yards and banged mailboxes and they just are driving high speed going, all right, well, they went that way because look at all the debris. You know what I mean? It's like, those are things that suggest a drunk driver, but you're really not going to know until you get there and you, yeah, you get that smell there. You get that first whiff. We've already established it doesn't take much to get that yeah. first whiff. So now so he knows you're drinking. If they simply, let's say you get your license out perfectly. You get all the stuff you got to do. You answer their questions. You say, yes, I'm coming from so-and-so bar and I am going to my home. My home is located at da-da-da-da-da and I'm on the right road. But they smell alcohol. Can they get you out of the car? Yes. Now, Just we gotta based back on up. that. Yes. We, we got to back up. They don't worry out of the car. Uh, we got we to gotta back up because this is, the, this is the number one myth. And I bet you certain people, even lawyers, might even disagree with me. But I have had hundreds of people ask me this over the years. I did it. Or aren't you supposed to just like barely crack your window? Oh. Just barely crack it and slide the old driver's license right out the top There's crack. There's all kinds of YouTube videos on this too. And people are telling people like to do that. hang bags out with your license and stuff. It's like people are telling people to do this. It's nothing short of ridiculous advice. It, it isn't. I, I've seen it work on occasion. I've never. How does it work? Well, I've seen people going through checkpoints saying, am I being detained? They write a letter. And I saw, so actually, I think a lawyer from out of the States in another state did this just to try it out. Wasn't under the influence. Just drove through there, had the license hanging on the thing and said, am I being detained? Here's my registration. You'd be happy to look at it. And they're sort of looking at him like, like you're saying, like, this is insane. Move on. And then I've seen other times where you just crack your window and then you got your window cracked. Here's the Which problem. is them putting a nightstick through it and removing you from the car because you're failing to comply. Yeah. Here's here's the problem with this. This is what I've said. I've tried more cases than I can count. The the crime is bad enough. I mean if you got an eyewitness to the crime, that sucks. An eyewitness got, to OVI? No, any crime. Oh, okay. So you got an eyewitness to the crime, that sucks. Crimes on video, that sucks. You later confess, that sucks. All that sucks. Yeah. But then if you go home and they catch you hiding evidence and they catch you covering up and they catch you trying to conceal bad behavior after the fact, after you know you've been caught, that's like that's that's the end. That's the death right. row. That's yeah. the Lacey Peterson got yeah. caught disposing yeah. of the ropes and stuff, whatever it was. Well, she, so, got found, she got found not guilty. Oh, not her. No, the, I'm thinking of the other one. out in, I said Lacey Peterson. Uh, out in um, California. She's the one that killed her husband. Yeah, it was a guy. The guy killed her, uh, killed his wife. Oh, it wasn't the last name might have been Peterson too. It might have been. I forget his name. I'll look it up. Anyway, but, it was, it's no. 15 I understand. Years this ago. is like the most basic thing. It's like when your parents tell you, you know what? If you screw up, and heck, you told it to me when I started here. It's like you screw up. Just tell me you screwed up. Tell Don't me. Cover it up. No cover ups here. Don't do the cover up. Because when you cover it up, guess what? You look guilty. Because guilty people cover up their bad behavior. Now the problem is you've got your window cracked on 315 with this cop who knows exactly what you're trying to do. You're trying to conceal the odor of your breath and slip right. one by on him. And he's going to be like, why don't you put your window down all the way? Now, now Sherlock, what are you going to say to him? <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know what the I advice is. I don't want to. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't yeah. want to. Some yeah. lawyer told yeah, me I didn't have up. to do that. He's hey. covering his mouth. See, <laughs> I don't have to do there. that. Here's my driver's license. Yeah. I trust me. I'm allowed to drive. Or, or you light up three cigarettes until so he smells the smoke. Around. Right. So now, now yeah. you're engaged in a cover-up. Yeah. Ab initio. Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson. Scott yeah, Peterson. I was right. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So now you're engaged in a cover-up and you're caught engaged in the cover-up. 
you're screwed. So look at it this way. Uh, here's the best. Well, thing I mean, you might be. What if you're a juror? What if you're a juror and you're sitting on a case for a drunk driver accused of a crime and the Columbus police officer gets up on the witness stand and says, yes, I, as I approached the vehicle, I noticed that Mr. Jones over there did not. I asked him to put his window down all the way and he did not. He put it down just a little bit and he tried to slide his driver's license through the very top crack of that window. <laughs> yeah. And I asked him, why don't you put your window down all the way? So we can and talk. he said, because I didn't have to. <laughs> or he didn't say anything or yeah. whatever, right? He stared straight forward. Straight forward yeah. at 10 and 2. <laughs> and I asked him again, sir, why don't you put your window down all the way? And he continued to hold his hands on the steering. I've had this. Yeah. But he didn't hold yeah. his hand. And he gives him the little sideways glance. Yeah. Am I being stopped? Why am, am I, I being, being detained? Am I being am I detained? arrested? Am I under arrest? Well, now you arrest. are, jackass, right? No. So, oh, man, I know. So you're sitting on a jury and you see that. What's the first thing you think? Because if you're completely innocent, would you do that? It, it, is, it takes it too far, but I almost want to say in the voir dire, everybody raise their hand who's sovereign here. And sovereign means somebody that doesn't think of their own state or whatever. It's like, oh, no hands? Ah, oh, shit. This ain't going to work. Because this is basically somebody that's reading a bunch of crap on YouTube saying, well, I have a right to this and right to that. And they hate the man and they hate cops. And, and they think, this. I'm going to outsmart them. This is what I'm going to do. This and I love it. Outsmart them. I think it's great. It's like you're right. I mean, you, you look like you're trying to conceal something. And that's I, look, a bad if, fact. If you don't believe. There's a concept called consciousness of Consciousness guilt. of guilt, right? So if you, if you don't believe that they should be able to ask you that question, I get it, man. I, I'm with you. Less government in my world or less government, the less police, the less all of it in my world, the better. I operate in that every single day. But you're creating evidence that looks really freaking bad in a drunk driving case because you look like you're covering up the fact that you're wasted, that you smell like a freaking brewery, and you don't want the cop to smell it. That's what's going on. So it doesn't take Sherlock Holmes to figure this out, to say yeah. – that guy is trying to make it so the cop doesn't smell his breath because he must have had something to drink and doesn't want the police to know it. Bing, 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 bing. Guilty as charged. So you, what you've done right there is acted differently than you would if you hadn't been drinking. Yeah. And everybody knows it. Right. But there are crazy people out there that just don't. There are people that they don't haven't committed any crime, but they don't believe they, they don't believe it. have to interact. Fair enough. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. You, that's a, that, I, that would have to be a concept you would pitch to the jury and you'd probably still lose. That's a concept you'd pitch to the jury, but I can see that coming up not in a drunk driving case, but maybe in like a fair to comply yeah. drug case. Yeah. Cause if you're drunk and you do that, you're probably, you're probably getting convicted. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to micage turn something off. Maybe I don't know. No, I, I agree. I mean, if you're, if you're, if you find yourself in that situation, it's absolutely not a good, if I'm sitting there as just a Joe blow, I've been subpoenaed to be here um, because I'm on jury duty and I hear that fact, 99% of the public are going to think just that. Why would he, why would he not just comply if he didn't have anything to hide? Yeah. A long time ago, uh, this was before I became a lawyer. My, my grandfather, Gordon, I was sitting there having dinner with him and, uh, we were talking about, you know, do what I was going to do. And, and I was in law school and I, I might even have started here. So I was like, well, do we do criminal defense? And he's just like, whoa, what's that? I like, you know, how does that work? And he's like, you, you defend people that are guilty. I said, sometimes, you know what I mean? And we started talking about the fourth amendment and what we're dealing with here, being seized by police or having to show identification to police. And it was a concept to my grandfather that was just foreign. It's like, well, why wouldn't I let the police search my house? Why yeah. wouldn't I let them search exactly. my car? If they want to, why? I don't, I didn't commit any crimes. Why wouldn't I? There's so many people 
who have that same I think belief. a lot of jurors are going to come in with that opinion. And, and it's so true. So our job as lawyers is to say, wait a minute, that ain't necessarily the case. So you're going to get me talking about gun control real fast. But anyway, I, we're not going to well, go Well, we'll have to do – I know you and the guns. and uh, It's not just guns. Around. It's widget control. <laughs> we're going to talk about widget control <laughs> because if you're going to outlaw widgets and everybody's got a widget in their house and you're going to make people surrender widgets, then how do you uh, – nobody ever thinks about – Okay, now we've got all those widgets that we have created for hundreds of years and people have them. What do we do to make sure everybody gives it up? Come into their house and check. Silence. We're going to start looking and searching people's houses. And I don't like that. You don't like that. I don't like that. You don't like police in my house. (laughs) I don't like it. I don't like it because I love police officers. I think they're awesome. I think they do a great job. I think they they have a difficult job job to do, and they do it well most of the time. But their job is to go enforce laws, laws that they believe in, sometimes laws that they don't believe in. But I've encountered cases where maybe they believe a little too much in the law, mm-hmm. or maybe they believe – maybe they're, they're, they're skewed in a way, or they don't see it the other way, or they don't have it. Their job isn't to figure out what laws are being broken they're, or what laws should exist. Their job is to go enforce laws that are there. And if you start letting – if you open up your doors for that and say, well, you know, the Fourth Amendment, these, gun, or these widgets are really important, so we're not going to worry about the Fourth Amendment for the widgets. Now you got a problem mm. because the next time it's not widgets. Maybe the next time it's something else. Mm-hmm. Maybe the next time the government is saying, you can only have two kids. We're going to come in your house and start poking around to make sure. Oh. It's, what was that, that book? 1980? 1984. George. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. this is what we're talking about, That's right? You can You let the government in on a popular issue, then you open up the, through the same highway. They can come in yeah. on an issue that later becomes popular, but maybe you don't like. All right. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm off. So we'll there you go. We'll do a gun. State of we're gonna we're gonna guns. you're gonna get me all fired up. Anyway, we've right, got, let's get let's focus on these fields. You're on the side of the road. Yeah, you have listened to this podcast and you have at least learned one thing: roll your window down when the yeah, police I, come to it and ask you to do it. Yeah, one because it doesn't help. Two because you have to. I've heard, I've heard respected lawyers pitch that that I, I I'm not gonna name any names, but I know somebody was talking about that. Do just do this with the license and stuff like that. It's like, what is that? I'll sit and debate them all the time. What is that going to get you? I've tried murder cases. I've tried theft cases. I've tried drunk driving cases. I've tried arson. Everything. I've tried them all. Man, I've tried them all, but I've tried a lot. Mm -hmm. Cover ups don't work. No, never works. Uh, Anyway, so you. But there is a there is a cover up. There is a component of cover up here that we're going to talk about in a second. It's an important one though. Yeah. It's an important yeah. one. So you have to, yeah, there's a check and balance to this. Yeah. There's always That's a, a good way to put it. There's always a consequence for the decisions you make. And it just so happens that the consequence for not rolling your window down and or stepping out of the car and the police ask you is to give him or her a reason to smash your window with the billy club and yank you out by force because you have to comply with an order like that. It turns out the police in our society can order you out of a car after a traffic stop. Right. Right. Pennsylvania yeah. versus Mims. Am bottom, I right? Bottom yeah. line. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it's been that way since the eighties. They can yep. do it. And you have to comply. And if you don't, they will comply for you. Mm-hmm. And now you've given them a real reason to actually arrest you. So this is what we're trying to avoid is reasons yeah. for arrest. So 
you've put your window down, you've handed them your stuff, and you've gone through the the trick questions. And now he says, would you please step out of the car? Mm-hmm. What's he looking for? Well, in the manual, and this is something probably people don't even think about, how you respond to that and how you look getting out of your vehicle is something they're also trained to look for. So one of the ones I probably see the most in that situation is the people that are using the car for stability. So they're getting out of their vehicle and the officer says, usually what they do is they want to see you walk. So when they get you out of the car, they're usually not going to mess much with their door, with your door, because they're going to want you to try to get out of the car. Yep. And then they're going to say, let's, let's go to the front of my, my, my cruiser back here. Yeah, come and back they here. usually let them walk in front. So obviously they can get a good view of how they're going to maneuver. And I've certainly seen a number of times the people that, Use the hand going down the side of the car yeah, for stability. Get a little lean, lean, get, lean. Yep, yep. And guess what? You're on candid camera. Oh yeah. And yep. everything you say is being recorded. And, and everything most you do, police departments across the country, which I know Columbus now has it full force, they're using the body cams too. Body so cams. now we got you in two angles. Yeah. We got what the cop sees, and we got what's coming out of his car. Speaking of cameras, we got to get them on this podcast. I mean, we're going to start doing. Cameras. We're going to start doing them vodcast. That's a video podcast. Video podcast. Vodcasting. There's a lot of that going on. I don't think it has to be because then the next step is live. Which There's no we reason could, we shouldn't be live. We could do that in a heartbeat. I mean, you might as well be live right now. But um, I think I think that'd be add a nice little component to it. But then, then we have to care what we look about because sometimes we're shooting this at 4:30 in sweatpants. You know what I mean? I think they look awesome. Well, you look good now, but I mean, at the 4:30 times, we're looking a little rough. I but I guess good. that's all part of the. That's the vodcast. That's all part of the vodcast. All right, so you're on can of camera, and how you handle yourself here becomes crucial. Now don't get nervous. Right? Right. Forget for a second right. that your wife's at home, your kid's at home, you're just going home, yeah. you're on your way home, you didn't make it. Now your heart's in your thing. Oh, the your phone's probably going off. Like, phone, where the hell you are just you? leave your phone in the car, sir. Yeah. Um, maybe you have successfully produced the documents requested of you, like the registration and insurance, yep. but your plan this weekend was to really clean out the center console, but you didn't yeah. get to it yet. Yee. And now you're having trouble with that stuff. And yeah. he says, don't worry about it. Just step out. Yeah. So now you're even more nervous, like, damn it, I didn't yeah. get that stuff either. So, And they're looking for all this stuff, too. I mean, not just the, how stable you look. It's like I've had plenty of people that it's clear as soon as they step out of that car, guess what? They piss the front of their drawers. Or you got the little wet spot. big wet spot right there. I've seen, I've seen that a number of times. Happens a lot. Um, or now the adrenaline's rushing, your heart's racing, right, and you got to pee. Oh, for sure. The people that are just like, I really have to, can I just go pee over here? Like, really? Right. And I can't even imagine trying to Remember answer questions dude, in new fields when you gotta, when you gotta pee, pee hard. Remember the dude who just did it? <laughs> he went over and cried. Just, <laughs> just cite me. Just cite me. Just for cite it. me. I gotta I, pee. I, I, I gotta do it. So, right. Or you pee yourself. So that's yeah. like, so take it. You always want to be like, look, I'm telling you, I need a bathroom. I'm going to pee in my pants here. Don't make it seem like I'm drunk. You're humiliating I'm being clear. Me. This is an I'm eighth amendment pee down problem. My leg. <laughs> This is cruel and unusual punishment. So yeah. you're not being punished. Yeah. Anyway, the, uh, all that stuff's looked for. So take a leak before you get in the car, yep. right? It's dangerous anyway. Yep. They say you should be anyway. See, then you gotta, you gotta throw into account too. It's like, and we, and we can argue this on the flip side, but it happens a lot. It's a lot of people are choosing footwear to go out in, probably women more than men that are not necessarily heel, the best. Stilettos. Exactly. Yeah. So they're stepping out of the car. They're going to maybe they're going to let them take the shoes off for fields, but now they're having to walk a little or distance with these heels on after drinking. If you're if you're the Britney Spears going clubbing and you got the short skirt, that's oh, another that's part. Of you got to navigate that yeah. mess. Yeah. Um all right, so you All right. You, you, let's say we've, we've beat that dead horse. It's like, they're going to watch how you do. And now we're going to, now we're in this position. Now we're standing in front of their cruiser. The lights are probably still on and 
what's next? I'm going to perform some field sobriety tests. Well, they might ask you to do some tests. Mm -hmm. Is that okay with you? They don't even, sometimes they don't even say that okay with you. I'm going to ask you to perform some tests. What I I see a lot too, and I kind of giggle to myself, and I guess I've never really said it out loud, but I've thought it a lot, is they're going to make you feel like it's going to be okay. And comfort you a little bit. They're going to be like, "Hey, no big deal. I, I I'll get you back on the road here. I just want to make sure you're, you're okay to drive." That's what makes they do that. Yeah. That happens all the time. So it's like, "Oh, okay, I got a chance here." <laughs> you know, there's an old Rolling Stones song. I'm a Rolling Stones fan. I'm a blues fan. It's actually a blues song that maybe comes before. I can't remember who wrote it, but it's called "Spider and the Fly." And it's like, "Come on, jump in my web." They just they just sort of coax you right into their little web of DUI, yeah, arrest land, yeah. And when you say, when they tell you as if it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to do field sobriety tests and no big deal, you're jumping right in the web. <sighs> yeah. You're jumping right. You're, you know what you've done? You've just signed on the dotted line, that contract with Michael Jordan. Sure. I'll take you. I'll take you on. <laughs> I'll take you on, man. I, I got this. I got this. Well, let me tell you something. You don't have it. Yeah. You don't have it. You don't have it on the side of the road, say it's dark, with the lights going, a flashlight in your face. I'm going to say, I want to change the analogy because I think this is important. Michael Jordan, I play basketball. I know how to shoot a basketball. You know how to shoot a basketball. I've done that before. I don't say I have a puncher's chance because Michael Jordan, but I know how to dribble a ball and I know how to shoot a ball. This is like playing chess against Bobby Fischer. Well, wait a minute. I no, play no, chess no. too. We have to come up with an analogy because you you've never this done this. This is, this is the halftime you get called out. To make the make ten foul shots <laughs> in a row, in a row, right? Yeah, That's right, what this right, is. Right. So this is the kid, right. or this is the guy at halftime, and you see it every now and then. You see the guy sink it. Somebody gets lucky. Somebody and gets they, lucky and hits the half court shot. Sometimes right. people get through them. That's what this is. Yeah. This is you got called out at halftime unexpectedly. Except it's not about what you win; it's about what you lose. Yeah. So there as soon go. as you volunteer for the halftime show with thousands of people watching you on TV, it's not about winning the million dollar scholarship. It's about if you don't do it, you go to jail. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's okay. it. That's the analogy. All right. So they say they want to do field sobriety. What are we doing? Are we breaking these down? Do we, should well, we do them? No, we're not going to do all the field sobriety. Tests okay. Right now. But this well, is, this we is highlight a, the, the big three maybe. Well, here's what we're going to do. The first thing we're going to tell you is, and everybody listen, get your notepads out, get your recording devices out. Here it comes. Three, two, <laughs> One, you don't have to do field sobriety tests in Ohio. Yeah, but they're going to take my license away for a longer period of time if I say no, right? Three, two, one. You don't have to take field sobriety tests in Ohio. You don't have to do it. Now, Jeff just asked a really good question. No, there's no consequence. There's no consequence, legally speaking, for refusing field sobriety tests. Yeah. As you recall, in the big question, and it's big because everybody asks it, there is a consequence to refusing a breath test. They can tell you, all right, sorry, Charlie, give me your driver's license. Now you lost it for a year instead of only 90 days. Uh Uh-huh. How do you feel about that? We're even going to read it to you. But field sobriety test, if you just say, you know, I'd rather not. Mm -hmm. Well, here's a problem. Here's here's what I foresee out of this. And this is the the question you got to ask yourself. 
you just stated that if we are doing this just garbage through the door or through the window where you're not giving them who you are, you're telling them who you are, but you don't want them to smell your breath and you're hiding from them, you're concealing things. It's like, we're kind of doing this now because we're concealing doing. Aren't they going to think I'm guilty if I don't do these tests? Well, that's really what you're saying. Here's what I'm getting at. How many people do you know that have come into this office and said, or anybody that you know in the universe that has said, I don't want to do your field sobriety tests and walked away. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. You're going to be arrested. But let me tell you, you prepare yourself for that. You, you, you buy yourself a better chance of it's not going home. It goes beyond that. Here's the deal. Like normally you get an OVI, you can, So here's what you're thinking. Here's what Jeff is bringing up. I just want to go home. It's late. My wife is pissed off. Yeah. yeah. She's called me and texted me. In fact, that's why I got pulled over. My kids are at home. I just want to go home. Yeah. So if I take these tests, you know, I'll probably, I don't know. I'm just going to take the test. I'm just going to do them. I'm going to be compliant officer. Yeah. I'm just going to be, I'm going to cooperate. Yeah. And uh, here's the problem with that. You ain't going home either way. Probably not. I don't even say problem. I mean, look, well, if, if you haven't I been got that drinking, half court shot, there are people that made that half court well, shot. We've, we've talked to Jared and somehow <laughs> yeah, he made, somehow, somehow he magically through this, but these are you're not, not the droids right, you're looking for. You are not that guy. Yeah. You're probably not that guy. And even then it's like, oh, I'm not going to go there. So you're not that guy. You're not going to make it. Okay. You are not going to get through field sobriety tests. And I would venture a guess. That a good majority of people would flunk field sobriety tests without drinking. Yeah, I, I agree totally. There's the there's the old uh, there's when I was a kid. I, was, I tell this. I've actually told this to juries. It's like, all right, so everybody listen to me real quick. You're driving a bus and you go along. And the bus stops on Main Street and it picks up two guys, <laughs> lets off one girl, mm-hmm. and then you go up to State Street and the girl got on, got off, but two more guys get on. And then you, oh, I mean, I was trying to follow this. I'm then you keep lost. going, you keep going, you keep going. Yeah. And when you, they turned around and finally everybody got off the bus that was on there, except who was already there when it started, right? Or some crap like yeah. that. All right. Who's the bus driver? Yeah. Right. And you're thinking, I don't know. Well, I told you, all right, you're driving a bus, right? So you. you're the bus driver. Yeah. Now, everybody probably caught that because it was sort of, yeah, but, it was quick. That's what these field sobriety tests are. You get tricked. Yeah. It's designed to divide your attention and make you flunk them. And I'm not saying they're unfair. I'm not saying they are fair. I don't know, but I just well, know scientists this. scientists and the government says it's fair. And this if the is government accurate, says so, so, let's just let them come yeah. take our widgets while we're at it. So yeah. you've got this, <laughs> you've got this opportunity to sign up for like the hypnotist trick on the stage and be humiliated. Or you could just say, no. Yep. And knowing full well that, I mean, the consequence is nine out of 10 times going to be the same. If you if you have alcohol on your breath and you're trying to conceal it and you've even had half a thought of not putting your window down all the way, you ain't going to pass field sobriety tests. It yeah. ain't going to happen. Yeah. Just not going to happen. And even if it does, they're probably arresting you anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's that. You're going to – I can't think of any other time in life when you'd be hit with such a test because, I mean, with whoever we're talking about French or whatever, it's like you're asked probably at your weakest moment. You're rushing home or it's late at night. You worked all day. You maybe had a pint or two or three or way too many. And now you're asked by a professional who's been trained on these tests, been able to get intoxicated himself and do these tests, been able to perform them on intoxicated people in a gymnasium with tennis shoes on in a perfect 
setting to do such tests. And now you're being asked with cars whizzing by on the side of the road. Maybe it's cold. Maybe it's hot. You're tired. Your, your eyes are already red because you should be in bed. Wife pissed and off. your wife, it's like going to jail. It is the, it is the Losing worst scenario you are going to find yourself in <laughs> because it's just like, and it's like, you, you told me a long time ago. It's like, you said to yourself, if I'm in that situation, it's like, I'm probably thinking to myself, how am I going to make this better for myself? Right. How, <laughs> you know is I mean? this... like, how is this ever going to make it better for me? Right. Walking this line right. or I'm so, putting my foot in the air. And then they start to explain the test. So you're like, okay, I'll do your test. And they start to explain them. And this is like, you're the bus driver question. Uh, it, it, they it, give you instructions. And they're very clear to a person sitting there in a perfect situation. If you've been trained to look for who's driving Well, and that's bus, true. Maybe we can't ever be I see. Right. It's, uh, yeah. We're not, we're yeah. not fair. Because we've heard it a thousand times. It's like, you just don't do these things very, you just, uh, you're, you're going to get tripped up. Yeah. If not fall over tripped up, you're going to get tripped up and you're going to, you're going to make a mistake. So again, I ask. It's a great question. How is how are you bettering your situation here by doing these field sobriety tests that you know you probably can't pass? Mm-hmm. You ain't. It's getting worse. It's getting worse for you. How's it getting worse? And why are we telling people to do this? Because as you said, everybody's just going to think I'm guilty. Well, I tell you what, you could say, I'm just not comfortable doing this without my attorney present. Well, I'm here to tell you, you don't have a right to an attorney there. Yeah. But if you feel like you want one there, you can ask. You're it's, always allowed to ask for a lawyer. It's a more reasonable action than just yeah. having some sovereign citizen type attitude hanging bags out the window right. or whatever. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like, who knows? Whatever, whatever yeah, you say. And we hear that. Do you it. Know, I don't know if I should take these tests or not. Can I call my attorney? Uh, no, you have no right to call your attorney. Now, guess what? Our cops starting to look like, wait a minute. Why shouldn't he be able to call his lawyer? You know, it's like, it's yeah. getting a little bit trickier now. Now it's, now it's a little bit, you're even in the playing field a little bit. Evening. 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 You're leveling the, the you're leveling the playing field. you're leveling yeah. the playing field a little bit. And well, it'd be interesting to do like a documentary on willing police officers that work a work a long day. You catch them at the perfect time when they have maybe one pint with their buddy at the bar. They're walking themselves through their house, and then you shine a light in their face, and say, "Hey, let's talk about field sobriety well, let's do some testing." It's dude. like and see how they do because let's that's that's the people they are interacting, and with. they know how to do it. It's funny because I, as I have admitted many many times on here on lawyer talk because we are off the record i used to i was no stranger to imbibing in spirits mm-hmm. alcohol beer whatever whatever i could find um i liked it drinking's fun and um i used to try i know how to do field sobriety tests i i've not taken the whole class yavich did at one point and i but i've i've been through the manual i've been through I've seen enough of this to know no, how to do them i can understand i'm not certified to do it but i could and I have practiced them both with alcohol and without alcohol. And it's not impossible to do them while drinking, but it's just not very likely that you're going to pass. And if I put you on the spot, if you're there, it's like, you're not, you're not going to pass. Even if you do, they're going to think they're going to probably still arrest you. Yeah. So, the only consequence here is you're worried that you might look guilty if you take a field, if you say no to field sobriety tests. Well, I'm here to tell you how many videotapes you think we've seen over the years? Thousands? Probably. Yeah. How many people look innocent after doing field sobriety tests? It's like every now and then you get one, but yeah, it ain't that many. And, and it might not even be that they're impaired. And the reason we're looking at it is because they've been arrested. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah, here's what's really going on. Here's legally, here's the legal talk. Here's the lawyer talk. 
there is this weird, undefined or virtually undefined concept in our legal system called probable cause. Everybody's heard it. It doesn't mean much as far as definition definitionally mm-hmm. goes, but in order to place somebody under arrest, police have to develop probable cause. They have to say that they had a reasonable belief based on evidence that they observed that this person, they were justified. They had probable cause to arrest this person for whatever it was. And when they ask you, when they start watching your driving, when they start watching how you interact with them, watching what you say to listening, what you say to them, asking you to get out of the car, watching you walk down the line and use the car, being unsteady on your feet or whatever, or you got the piss spot on your pants or whatever it is, mm-hmm. they are all, they're developing criteria, things, a list mm-hmm. of stuff. They can go tell a court later and said, yeah, I had probable cause to arrest him. And the A number one super thing on top of that list are field sobriety tests. Mm-hmm. So, just think about it this way. If you have a big bucket and you got to fill that whole bucket up full of things that will first amount to probable cause, you got to fill it up maybe not even halfway. Now you got to get to beyond a reasonable doubt. So you got Jeff Lynn as your lawyer and he's going mm-hmm. to court and he's going to be a trial lawyer. And now you got to fill it up to beyond a reasonable doubt. All you, and then they start adding other things like field sobriety tests. All these things add up and fill up that bucket. The less water in the bucket, the better. The sure. less evidence. That so that's a basic way to look at it. Yeah. It's like if you don't have to, if, if you're certainly not going to, you know, say, "Oh, I had you caught me. I I had eight beers. I'm too drunk to drive." It's well, like that is admitting. Well, there's people who do that, but it's like if you are are thinking clearly, you don't want to admit those kinds. You of don't want to admit those things. So why give them more evidence now, to help them convict you? Are we telling people how to avoid detection of crime? No. You have a right to refuse field sobriety tests. Yes. We're telling people yes. that they have a right to refuse a field sobriety test. And I'm offering them the explanation as to why they might choose to exercise that right versus doing a field sobriety test. Because if you have only had the one pint, you are still in risk of flunking that field sobriety test because you happen to have that over-the-top adrenaline rush going on. Your butterflies have turned into uh, night owls and they're flying around <laughs> in your yeah. belly. And your knees are weak and you're thinking you might even pass out because you're so nervous. You ain't going to walk a straight line. You ain't going to hold one leg in the air and count to 30 and you're not going to pass. It ain't going to happen. You're not going to say the alphabet backwards or forwards or otherwise. You're not going to happen. You're going to screw it up. And every single thing you do, every single thing you say or walk or do, it's all going to be used against you and you're giving them evidence. Mm -hmm. So there's a real easy remedy. Just say no. Say no. Just say no. You don't have, you can just say no. So I've even given mitigation on this before where I'm almost frustrated because, you know, I represent somebody that maybe made it to 50, 60. I've had older people that have come in here, first offense OPI has never been in trouble in their life. You know, they had some wines with a girlfriend or something and they get pulled over and then now they have an OVI and they comply with everything. Even at their age, they try to do their field sobriety tests. They tell the officer, Oh, I've got really bad knees, but I'll try them. You know what I mean? And then the officer certainly, I mean, he may note that they commented on their, their ailments, but that's not going to be because of the ailments. That's going to be because of the alcohol. Yeah, it's so I'm going to attribute drunk. it to alcohol. But what I'll do is and I've done this in front of a judge before. It's like, you know what, judge, you know what the most frustrating thing is, is I represent, I can think of one individual that comes to mind. Obviously we won't share any names, but we represented him a number of times. And all he does is refuse everything. Says no. To everything. 
He'll give his name, but he isn't yep. admitting to anything yeah, else. I wasn't drinking tonight, I, but I smell booze all over you. But you have booze in your hand. Wasn't me. It's like the shaggy defense. Wasn't me. Yeah, I caught see, her in the shower, but it, eh, that's me. a problem. Though you, I can't. You can't. We can't well, advise people to say you can't lie to police officers. You, I understand. You can say nothing. You have an absolute one hundred percent constitutional right to remain silent. You can say nothing. How much right. have you had to drink tonight? Zippity. All I'm telling you is with this. I'm not advising talking. this. I'm just saying what this dude does. And guess what? He gets handed. Uh, the first couple he got handed reductions from OVI because yeah, they hate him and they don't know why he's doing these, you know, they, they want him to comply, but they don't have a case when they get there. They don't have the walk and turn test. They don't have the nine steps down, nine steps back. They don't have something that shows in his eyes that he's indicating he's under the influence. They don't have any of that crap. So then they say, here's your physical control. And then I'm sitting there with the 55 year old who had a pint with his buddy at the bar or two pints or had a little bit too much, blew a point one barely over over the legal limit and is now pleading guilty to OVI. Why? Because he complied with everything. He did everything. And so we are punishing the person that was totally compliant, but yet rewarding the person that was listening to lawyer talk. It's, you don't have to take It's so unfair, test. but that's, that's the what world. life is. Yeah, life's yeah. not fair. I kind of got on a little soapbox. I got a little pissed you, you off. You did. Eh? That's your that's your thing. Yeah. But it's it's it's, it's a point. <laughs> it's a good thing. point. Yeah. So you've got you've got a choice. And I think this might be well, let's explain what these tests are. There's actually three of the big ones, the big right. three. We're not covering those today, right? No, we're just here's what here's what they do. The first thing they do is they test your eyes. Well, guess what? You have no control over that. You're either going nope. to pass or flunk it. I have people tell me all the time, like, I passed that test. I did great on yeah. that one. I nailed like, it. Really? Yeah. It's involuntary. Yeah. Now you did it. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? The second one is a walk and turn. The third one being a one-leg stand. Huh. None of these things you're going to do well on if you're intoxicated 99% of the time. Even if you're sober- there is a percentage of time you will not do well on because you don't know who the bus driver is. That's yep. the problem. I can't. If you don't know who the bus driver is, don't volunteer to answer that question. Yep. End of story. Yep. If you don't think you can make 10 out of 10 on a line at halftime at the Chicago Bulls game, well, don't try. Yeah. Unless you can only win. Here, yeah. you can lose. Here, there's a loss. And for the non-drinker or the person that had the one and legitimately had the one, Jared brought up a good point. Um, I don't even know if this made the air. It'll make the air at some point, but he had a situation where he just said, I'm not going to do field sobrieties, but I ain't drinking, bud. Give me your breath test. You got a tester yeah, in there? We ain't doing that stuff. Just bring it's me like, the just breathalyzer. Just test. You know, that's, that's the. And I've done that. And my before. wife has said that too. My wife right. is like, well, I had one. I'm like, hey, you okay to drive? I'm like, yeah, I had literally one. I drank responsibly and now I'm going home. If they stop me, I'll just say, give me the freaking breathalyzer. I, 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 yep. I'm, I'm all good. I don't know that I would after one. You never know well, what those things. More, if my my wife drinks the pilsners and things like that. I know too much about the breath testings. But anyway, so here's the thing. I would. You have. You wouldn't take it after one. Depends on what I drank. I think. And when I drank it. Hmm. Got mouth alcohol problems. Don't always get detected. We got to get somebody. We need to do when we get these cameras in here. We need to get somebody in here that can that can either. You know what? I'm going to go on eBay. I'm going to buy one of those PBTs. Yeah. And we're going to, I know those aren't as accurate as a breathalyzer that you well, see. Let's the just big buy board. a full blown breathalyzer. We should. We can get the, we, we don't should. have to get the toxicizer 20 million. We can yeah, get okay. the, we can get. <laughs> can Data Master sponsor our show and give us a free Data Master? Data Master, are you listening? And if you're listening. And I want the source code, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you got to explain joke. why you want that. Yeah, so there's yeah. this big joke about trying to get, anyway. Yeah. The thing is, is that you're, you have, very few. I would just get it before you go too far. I would say, and we'll have to test this theory, but I would say if you drink a 12 ounce bottle of what we just mentioned, even an IPA, two hearted, 12 ounce bottle of two hearted beer, I say you, you're under 0.08 all day long. Maybe. 
And the reason I, I believe this so strongly is we don't get the luxury some of these prosecutors get. We have prosecutors that are friends and they kick around. They're like, yeah, I've been able to do this, do this before. I've been able to drink. Yeah. I've been able to do it in a controlled setting where they here's, wait time. Here's the problem though. And they said when they got to point away, they felt the the film pretty good. Yeah. Here's the good thing though. It's like nobody's the same as the next guy. Well, I, or there's, sure. Or there's cat. If you weigh hundred pounds, that might be different. It's like I was a, I always felt Look, if you have a big tolerance, it screws up how well you, how good you feel, how how bad. Well, you feel. that's that's a problem too. And if you drink them fast or slow, or I, I'm a firm believer, I'm not a scientist, but I'm a firm believer. It sometimes just hits you better. Oh, or different it, times. It hits you harder. Yeah. I had this happen the other day. Yeah. I had this. I had this exact thing happen to me the other day. So, what happened to me was I had this. I don't even want to go into that, but I had I had a friend that passed away tragically, and we were all out, you know, sort of remembering him, and I had one beer. Steve had one beer and I, I just, I don't know what it was, but I told my wife, I was like, I, I, I don't feel good. You know what I mean? I had one drink. Um, and, and it, it is, I, you know, I, it's, it's funny you bring that up because it does hit you at different times. Then you've had back in your drinking days, we've all had those times where it's like, holy crap, look how many beers I drank in this Ohio state game. And it's like, I held this level playing field of just buzz yeah, all but not day long wasted, man. but who knows where you are on the bac it's probably, scale. A, it's probably, probably two eight, something one eight two who knows yeah, yeah. so here's the thing you have very few options if you are being investigated for criminal activity or in this case pseudo criminal activity traffic related activity that you're going to go to jail for understand what they are and at least Exercise the little ones. Yeah. Use what you're, or exercise yeah. the few rights that you have. You don't have to tell them yeah. anything. They ask you, don't lie about how much you had to drink. Just say nothing. I don't want to answer any questions until I have a lawyer present. Are they going to think that you're concealing the fact that you're drunk? You bet your ass they are, mm -hmm. but they can't use that against you. Yeah. You're, you're exercising your right to a lawyer. You're using a, an attorney. Uh, you just want to get some input. Say stuff like that and you're going to be fine. And then when it comes down to it, if they say, hey, do you mind taking some field sobriety, field sobriety tests? Like, yeah, I do mind. I'm not going to take any tests. I'm not going to do it. No. And then we'll deal with that later because at least I, I, will, I will take the appearance of concealment in that situation every time over all the bad evidence that they're going to develop if you actually go through yeah. it. So it's a yeah. balancing test. And it doesn't take much to fail. We'll go into that in another episode, but it doesn't. We're going to do it. I'm going to get videos. We're going to put the videos up on a thing. We're going to come up with some. We need a techie, somebody techie to help us out, but we're going to figure yeah. it out. So it, this is Lawyer Talk, sunny day, Friday lesson on DUI 360. We are Lawyer Talk. Anything last point? We always make one last point in the middle of this. Well, I'm thinking, I think we followed this pretty well along the way. We've, I mean, if you're, if you're tuning in to hear more about field sobrieties, now we're out of the car. We've refused, but what happens when you don't refuse? That's what's coming next, right? Yeah, we're gonna. We're what gonna happens when you say, test. "I'm gonna walk through this stuff," and we're, we but might we got we got to shout you out because you are playing live in front of a bunch of people for 20 minutes on a guitar on Saturday. 20 minutes on Sunday. a guitar on Sunday. Whoa, scared, nervous? Scared to death. I'm sort of nervous. Yeah. Are you played in here. You sound pretty good. It sounds good. Yeah. Totally this is good. like the field sobriety situation. This is field sobriety. It's right? like you may even know how to do them. Maybe you've been a pro. Maybe you've done it twice on the side of the road with a flashlight in your face, but whew, when the pressure's on, can you do it? Yeah. You, you, you get a fine tuned instrument like your body or a classical guitar and it exposes all of it. 
Mm-hmm. You are completely naked and exposed when you're on the side of the road doing field sobriety tests, just like you're completely naked and exposed when you're standing in front of people playing. I mean, we're not talking about rocking the blues with distortion and rocking no, classical jamming. guitar. Yeah. Talking classical guitar yeah. where you got your fingers and you got picks and on your, you got your fingernails making all the noise. I mean, but do, we, do you just get the guitar out and, and strum, strum a little bit for the mic? No, no we'll we do, do, we'll do that after Sunday. <laughs> so this is it. This is, yeah, this Michael, is pick it up, man. This is lawyer talk. Off the record, but on the air, talking about field sobriety testing until now.